0: And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill. I'm really happy to be back with you. And I'm glad that you're back here on You with me. And thank you for that. So in looking at myself, um, many times, if you're a regular listener, you know this, and maybe this is why you like the show. I tend to look at my own life and I have no need to talk about it. I talk about it to use myself as an example. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but many times I've been at, you know, training events or personal development experiences, transformational immersion experiences. And when someone else is being coached, when someone else is sharing their experience, it's really, really helpful to me because I'm not in the hot seat and I can listen to their story and I can watch them and observe them and watch how they are coached and how they move through the information and the ahas and connect the dots. And it helps me to do that for myself. So I was thinking about something I've never done with you. And that is, I'm just gonna take a few of my real life experiences pretty superficial experiences. Uh nothing very out of the norm. And I'm going to show you how you can look at those experiences of your own and learn what's underneath it and what's behind it, not because you have to, not because you have to feel obligated to constantly be, you know, shedding and unlearning and growing and evolving. You know, we use those words and they're beautiful and I love it. You know, so much of our purpose here is actually just to love and follow joy and be happy you know to live life to laugh to lighten up but if you're listening to be you you're someone who likes to you know go deep and you're doing the inner work and I'm so happy that's that's why I love being connected with you but without making it too serious i'm going to share with you a few things that were really interesting to me and it has shown me a lot about myself as you can see in each illustration and each example In a different way, it's enlightening. And I can choose to dig right in in that moment like I did in one of these experiences, or I can choose to follow it away as interesting information, sort of tuck it in the pocket of my heart or in my back pocket and say, you know, I'm going to circle back to that. That was That was interesting, intriguing. I learned a little bit about myself. So however you choose to handle your own patterns and the observation of yourself is up to you. So... It's interesting because I'll just give you the first, okay? So I was shopping in a department store and I would say where I live, it's like a nicer department store, but I don't live in a huge city. So we don't have like some of the nicest department stores that that you might have where you live, but it's on the nicer end, let's say. And I noticed as I was walking around, I had a feeling in my body. And my chest was just a little bit tight. Like, again, not anything obvious at all. I mostly noticed that I was spacing out. I was shopping for something for my son. And I started spacing out. It was hard for me to keep my focus. I kind of was walking around in circles. I couldn't keep my train of thought. And in the past, I probably would have had no idea why that was happening. And I knew what it was. And that's what I'm going to share with you. As I observed that behavior... And as I observe it now, further out, I'm going to tell you that that was just old stuff. Let's call it stuff. You might call it trauma, but old stuff that still is there. As much as I keep emptying the trash can, right? There's still stuff, you know, lodged in me from traumatic experiences from when I was a child. And remember, so trauma is anything that is too much, too soon, or too fast for our nervous system to handle. So it doesn't matter what it is. So in that experience, shopping in the store, I wasn't having a bad experience. I just noticed I was off, foggy, not making a decision very clearly or very easily, sort of walking around and repeating like a loop in the same department. Like I couldn't remember what I was buying. Started feeling a little anxious and I was like, what the hell? And I immediately knew what it was. So I don't need to share what it was, not because I don't want to, it's just, it's not the point. But I had a couple of experiences when I was a kid that were very, very uncomfortable, and they were, in fact, traumatic around money, something once that happened in a shopping mall. And I've dealt with that stuff, so I thought. And I also realized, you know what? I've got a lot of tools in my tool belt here. I could just keep going, but I don't want to. I'm going to address this. So in this moment, I decided to not tuck it away in the pocket of my heart or in my back pocket and deal with it later. I decided to deal with it right then. I don't always. And that's your option. But I'm going to tell you what I did. We've talked a lot on the show about the different tools we can use. Remember to get this stuff out of us, there are three ways, sound, breath, and movement. And those can be, there can be so many options for all of those. Shaking your hands, jumping up and down, you know, yelling, moaning, crying, stomping, all kinds of things. I went into the dressing room and I put my hand on my heart center. So right in the middle of my chest, my other hand on my belly button, that's called the nurturance canal. And I took some deep, deep belly breaths, and I just checked in with myself, which I know sounds so wackadoo if you've never done this. So many of us, most of us, are just so disconnected from our actual body. We are so sort of like offline that this can sound really weird and it can feel weird. And you might do it and go, yep, there's nothing there. As you do it more often, you will be able to get back into your body very quickly. I realized that what was happening when I was in that store is I was disassociating which is something that happened a lot when I was a kid. And that's when you sort of like space out and leave your body. And that's in response to anything that is too much, too soon, too fast. My whole childhood was too much, too soon, too fast. So that that happened all the time with me. I mean, I remember being little and going, mommy, it's happening again. And I just didn't feel like I was there and it would scare me because I would be like floating above the room and I could observe the room. But anyway, as I checked in with myself and I did some deep breathing and just I said to myself, you are safe. You are loved. You're safe. Everything's okay. And then I would say, I'm safe. I'm safe. You're safe, Jill. You're safe. Now that sounds so strange because I didn't feel unsafe. I'm 51 and a half in a shopping mall I go to all the time in my hometown in a beautiful department store. Hardly anyone was around, no threat anywhere. But remember my nervous system, my body felt there was a threat. Remember, because what our mind forgets, our body remembers. Our body remembers what our mind forgets. Our body will hold on to so much from childhood, so much of what we don't even remember. So my body in that store felt a lot of things unsafe. I had a story, a weird story of feeling like I was going to steal something or like somebody was looking at me and also feeling that I didn't belong. I didn't belong in this nice store. Now, I... What I'm about to say, I'm not saying this to brag, okay? I am saying this for effect. But I've got a really, really beautiful, nice Rolex watch. I had I had thousands of dollars of jewelry on. See so again, why should I apologize and say, do you notice how I just said to you, I'm not saying this to brag. That right there shows that I still have some stuff to clean up. I shouldn't have to say that. I should just say, I had thousands of dollars of jewelry on. I drove a very nice car. I drive a Porsche. And I, you know, I had a nice purse. None of that matters, but it does for the story. I could afford anything in that store, but I felt like I didn't belong there. I felt like it was too nice for me, too fancy for me. You know, it it was for wealthy people and I felt uncomfortable. All that is stuff from my childhood. The point is that I thought I'd cleaned all that stuff up, but it still was coming up. And remember, feeling is healing. It wanted to come up. Something in me, the little girl in me wanted to have that conversation. I didn't have the time or want to take the time right then to get into it, but I at least calmed her down. I at least said, you're safe. You totally belong here. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. You are loved. You are safe. And then I would say, I am safe. I am loved. And again, that could sound so weird for some of you. It doesn't sound weird at all. But I, I did that. More deep breaths. No tears came but all the anxiety went away. And I was so proud of myself. I physically, physically patted myself on the back and said, good job. And then I went right back out there and the feeling was gone, completely gone. Now, you, should, you and I should not feel that we belong in a store like that because we have a Rolex on, give me a break. My point is that I had all that on and that is proving to you that none of that is where you get your worthiness. Right. I had the nice purse. I had the nice watch, the nice jewelry, earrings, all that stuff. I had, I had all the things that made me for sure belong in that store, but I still had that feeling. Right. It's just an example that we can, we cannot, even though we try outsource our worthiness, our sense of self, our sense of love and belonging and safety, our sense of what we deserve. It can never come from outside of us. So I wasn't wearing those things things to try and do that. I have them because I love them. But isn't it funny that I had them and I still felt that way? It's because it has nothing to do with that. The way we feel and our worthiness has nothing to do with that. It all comes from how we feel deep inside, behind the curtain, in the closet, under the covers, behind the scenes. Okay, next example. I was scrolling through Instagram just a few days ago and I saw a beautiful account through someone else. And my immediate feeling was I didn't feel anything physically in my body. But the emotion that came up was sadness, hurt, regret, and guilt. Why is that? I saw a mother mothering in a way that I never mothered. I saw a mother who had access to what it's like to be a mother who is has a regulated nervous system. Who is in a place where I am now after all this journey of this inner work, but she has little ones. And it just made me so, I was confronted by that so boldly that I wanted to cry. I felt so sad. I could hardly look at her. It's like I was blinded by the light. The light was so beautiful. I couldn't look at it. It was hurting my eyes. No exaggeration. I mean, that is how powerful it was. Now, without the work that I've been doing, and I still have so far to go, but if you've been following along on this podcast, it's been a deep journey for some years now. And so I was able to see it for what it is. I didn't judge myself. Remember the saying that my coach said to me, all of you is welcome. All of you is welcome. He always said that to me. All of you is welcome, Jill. And sometimes I'll say that to myself. All of me is welcome. I love all of myself. I'm welcoming all parts of myself to myself. I'm bringing all parts to myself to myself. And I love all the parts of me. So I was able to see that example through the lens of love. And I realized that all of that guilt and regret and sadness, it was very real, but it was it was also triggering what I didn't get. My little girl was crying for what she didn't get from her mother. And then I quickly connected the dots that something I've already known, but You know, our mothers, you're listening to this after, in the United States at least, it's been Mother's Day. And I know Mother's Day is celebrated different times all over the world. But what my mother didn't get from her mother is the reason my mother couldn't give that to me. And then I could not be that and give that to my children. I couldn't access what this woman on Instagram has access to. Am I envious of her? Yes. Am I jealous? Yeah. I also get it, that this is the way it was meant to be. Not to spiritually bypass, but this is the way it was meant to be. This is my journey. And so I allowed myself to be sad. I allowed myself to cry. And so I wanted to move that out of my body. I stood in the hotel room. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, just for two days. My husband was at a meeting and there I was gonna go off and do something. I'm like, nope. And I just stood there and there was no rage that needed to come up. It was sadness. So I just moved like a slow dance, right? Like dancing with yourself, just slowly dancing and moving, breathing, closing my eyes and letting myself just tear up. Then I actually helped myself by playing a song that's sad (laughs) Um, so I could move that out of me. And I kept saying to myself, you know, you're a good mother. You did the best you knew how and so did your mom. You're a really good mom. You didn't know what you didn't know. And I... Loved myself and forgave myself for the way I mothered when I was in what we call survival mode, fight or flight, dysregulated, easily triggered, anxious, just not connected to my body, not comfortable without chaos, all of that stuff looks different for everybody. But that's another example of a real life thing that happened that shows us that we still have stuff that wants to come up. And we get to handle it however we want. I could have just tabled it for later and there's nothing wrong with that. It will keep coming up, of course. If I was in a hurry and I couldn't have done that, it's okay, I could have just made a mental note like this is something to revisit. But I dealt with it, I would say briefly and not super deeply in that moment to get those emotions out of me and then I felt so good. But it was a really good lesson for me that there's still so much to grieve So much sadness about the mother I wasn't because I couldn't be, and talent reminding myself that I I couldn't have been is helping me with the guilt. All right, and the other example is that today I was talking to a friend at lunch about an experience I've been having with a local cabinet company. Just ridiculous. I mean, like weeks and weeks of them ghosting me, telling me that I'm going to have hinges on my new cabinet that I custom designed and ordered. It would take so long to tell you the story, but just know that it's been um, something that's gone on for months. And I've had a really good attitude about it. In my opinion, it's like, look, this is not a real problem. I say that out loud to a lot of people. This is not a real problem. This is a problem I'm honored to have. <laughs> but at the same time, we also can say this sucks or I'm frustrated and we can decide to have boundaries and we can decide what's allowed and what's not and be angry about it without it letting it affect our day. So I've been really chill about it, saying this is not a real problem, right? I'm honored to have the problem of my custom cabinet, blah, 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 you know? I just don't take stuff like that seriously. Yet after a while, I realized, you know, they are completely walking all over me. They are taking advantage of me being chill about this. They're taking advantage of my kindness. They are not respecting me as a person and as a paying client, and I'm done. I've had enough. It's been months and months and months of them lying to me, giving me stories, not showing up, not answering my text messages. And I scrolled back through the text conversation with my friend and I showed her. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I said, what do you mean? She goes, I would have never spent that kind of time. She said, why have you wasted your energy like that? You are not their boss. You're not their mother. You are a paying client. I would have just refused to pay for anything and watch them show up. I said, you know, Sharon, you're right. You are so right. And then I scrolled through and read. She could hardly even stand hearing it. I read, here, I texted on this day. And then three weeks later, there was still no response. So I texted again. Two weeks later, they said, oh, yeah, we'll do it this week. And then there was no response for another month. And then I texted again. And I read all that to her. And she was like, girl. And then I had the aha. Okay, just like the aha I had shopping in that store, just like I had the aha, about the experience I had looking at the woman on Instagram. I paid attention. This time it wasn't paying attention to my body. It wasn't an emotion that came up. It was not a a feeling in my body that was coming up. This time, it was me observing a pattern. And I said, oh my gosh, Sharon. You know that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything? She goes, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. God is showing me that what I just did with this cabinet company, nagging them and reminding them and reminding them and reminding them and texting them and texting them and being so nice while being becoming extremely resentful is exactly what I have done with one of my children. I have been nagging and reminding and texting and bartering and renegotiating and And reminding and reminding and nudging along and nudging along and incentivizing. And, and I'm exhausted and I'm resentful. They even said to me one time, Do you realize that my behavior has not changed? It's my shit to figure out. I have to learn this lesson, but I kept doing it and I kept doing it thinking that that was love. Oh, that's not love. That's just my shit coming out and I'm calling it love. But what I realized is that that example with the cabinet company needed to happen so that I could see the pattern with my child. So sometimes we get a physical feeling in our body, like I did in the store. Sometimes we get an emotion that comes up. Why are my eyes watering? Why do I feel like I'm going to cry? Why am I angry? Sometimes we just get an aha and a funk on the head. And we say, oh my gosh, I just saw a pattern of mine. And it's so obvious, but I couldn't see it while I was in it. I could only see it while I was looking at my phone, telling my friend about this text situation. So as you go about your week, look for the cues, look for the signs that your body is giving you. Look for the messages, look for the emotions that come up, look for the patterns. Don't judge any of it. Just observe, give it love, If you can't get to it right then, promise yourself that you'll get to it later because if you don't, trust me, it will come back again and again and again. Ask your body what it needs. Tell your body that you're safe. Ask your little girl or your little boy, as weird as that sounds, what do you need right now? Breathe into it, move, do what you need to do to get that stuff up and out. But also don't judge yourself or feel bad if you don't do that. There's plenty of time to learn the lessons for sure because they won't go away until they're learned. All right, thanks so much for being here. And we've just gotten more exciting news. We've had listeners from all over the world for a while. The UAE, United Arab Emirates, we've had listeners there for over two years. But in the last couple of weeks, it's just rocking and rolling there. We've, we've been in the top 10 several times, even as I think as low as like, three or five so shout out to all of you in the uae thank you so much for listening we love you and we found out too that we have ranked as a podcast ranking means that you've been ranked 250 or better out of all podcasts there's like 2 million podcasts we have ranked in 16 countries since we've started and we have been top 100 in 11 countries so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And isn't that amazing? What we're doing together. I have a tiny little Instagram following. If you go to Instagram and you look up BU podcast, you're going to laugh. It's like, you know, 700 followers and maybe 13 people see what we post. So just remember it's not all about social media. Uh, We've got a lot of people who love this show. And it's because of you. You're the ones that are sharing it. I keep telling you, I'm not a part of a network. I don't advertise. There's no marketing strategy whatsoever. It's just you telling your friends and sharing. So thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the ratings. Thank you for the shares. So I will talk to you again next week. And don't forget to breathe, love yourself, and surrender.